Welcome to another episode of This Week with Sabir. In today's hot seat is Kevin Thompson. Uh, he's the co-founder of uh, Tribe for Leaders and creates uh, positive change on a global scale by fa facilitating valuable connections between influential entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs uh, who are making a major impact in our world. He's actually known as the conduit of trust for almost two decades, and uh, the introductions he's made have um, been worth millions. When you have him in your corner, you're only one to two degrees away from anyone you'd possibly want to meet or do business with. I really like that, Kevin. Very nice <laughs> to meet you, Kevin, and welcome to the show. Same, Sabir. My pleasure to be here. So uh, before we get started, I mean, I always ask my guests, uh, because every, every one of my guests is a superhero, I want, I want to know your backstory. Uh, how, how did you... Yeah. Like Spider-Man got bit by a spider and became, depending on which multiverse. Uh, tell me Kevin Thompson's story, backstory. So I'll tell you, uh, I was in FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, when I was in high school. And that's where I got the entrepreneurial bug. I was planning to go to college and study business. Uh, at the end of my 10th grade year, my father passed away. And so those Sorry. plans were off the table. Mom couldn't afford to do that. Uh, ended up joining the Army for four years, uh, came home from the Army, still like feeling like, okay, I want to get money together to start my own business, because that was my thought process at that time. And I'm from Seattle. My buddy Scott says, Kev, you should go down to Fisherman's Terminal in Seattle, get yourself a job on one of those fishing boats, go to Alaska. Those guys make a ton of money. And so that's what I did. I spent the next seven years. You ever seen that show, The Deadliest Catch? I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I, I think I've seen maybe an episode or two, yeah. Okay. So that is very accurate depiction of that job. And most people, I, I seldom talk about this now, but I spent seven years uh, working in that industry, working on Alaska's Bering Sea. And uh, that was uh, very, I mean, well, they call that the most dangerous job in the world. But uh, that's how I money to start my first business, which uh, uh, for me was a cleaning and restoration company. And uh, I was not in that business long term. Uh, I, I'd like to say I'd had some grandiose vision of how I wanted to use that business to impact people's lives. It wasn't. I just thought, well, I can make money doing this. <laughs> and it was not a lot more than that. Uh, and through that decision, though, I met a gentleman by the name of Joe Polish. And he really taught me marketing and uh, helped me completely turn that failing business around. Uh, him and I are still friends to this day. Uh, that led, that relationship led to the work that I do today. Maybe we'll dig into that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, for, for uh, somebody like myself who places so much value on relationships, uh, the relationship that I've had with Joe Polish all these years from 1997 until now is... Uh, I mean, that's that's a relationship that just means a whole lot to me. Joe is an incredible person. has had a profound impact on my life. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, I, I have a few people like that uh, in my history that uh, that uh, were phenomenal presence in my life. Like when they when they um, when they appeared and in my life, they they completely changed the trajectory of my career. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I mean, from a mentorship standpoint, like, you know, mentoring, getting that guidance and stuff like that, because not many people do that, you know, uh, so getting the right person uh, to that you can rely on. That's that's a tremendous help, you know, and, and it's incredible how the universe kind of brings that person into your life. I mean, you said that your, your challenge was uh, the school was an issue. You went into military, came out, you were handed something that was broken, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's something you know. Uh, it, it's like you know. Uh, there's a saying. I, I'm gonna get it wrong. I'm. I always get all these sayings wrong. It's like you know, mother Mother Nature throws uh, you first gives you the test, and then the lessons come afterwards. You That's know? right. That's so right. So you were given the perfect storm, and then what you look, came out of it, I, I think, defined the rest of your life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Now, now get, getting into this seven-figure, eight-figure kind of, uh, you know, connections that you make, uh, I'm sure that now it has become like riding a bicycle, right? It's second nature to you. Yeah. 
we always want to know the first one <laughs> how was the first one how easy was it how did you came come about to it was, was it intentional or was it an accident so tell us more about that yeah so the first one and it's really cool because i can actually share these two gentlemen's names um the first one would have been about 10 years ago uh i, I was having a conversation with my friend brian kurtz who at the time he was working with marty edelston at boardroom reports and boardroom is a huge direct mail company and uh they were trying excuse me, to figure out the Google AdWords platform. And they were having real challenges. That's not their forte. And Brian was telling me that they were really challenged with this. And I was like, well, gosh, you should get a hold of Perry Marshall, him and his team. That's what they do. That's their thing. They can totally help you with that. And, and he's like, you know, Perry? And I said, yeah. So I can connect you with Perry. And so I did. I shot an email to connect the two of those guys. And Perry's team did, in fact, help Brian and the guys at, at Boardroom uh, with the Google AdWords platform. But beyond that, Brian and Perry became great friends. And about a year later, they held this event called the Titans of Direct Response. It was a big live event. Lots of entrepreneurs flew into, I, I believe they did it back in Maryland and Washington, D.C. area. And lots of entrepreneurs flew in from all over the country to attend this event. And the first day of that event, uh, I'm getting text messages and, and Facebook messages from people in the audience at that event uh, talking about, you know, hey, Brian and Perry are on stage right now talking about you in a really good light, talking about how you're the guy that originally connected them. And, and my friend Paul, uh, in addition to the message he sent me, he was like, Kevin, he's like, one never knows where a well-planted seed will sprout. And that's when it really got me thinking, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I had a business where I just got to do that all the time? And, uh, and so that's what, for me, planted that seed and got me thinking about it. And, and, and today, these years later, uh, that, that has now become a reality. And it's, it's, it's been a pretty amazing experience. And like you said, it, it's also come with its share of lessons as well <laughs> yeah so let's let's share let's share the early lessons not not the more advanced ones but the early lessons what were the first let's say three things that you learned well i'll tell you uh it's really uh so like in that conversation with brian you know uh i i love talking with entrepreneurs about what they're working on, what that you know, what's got them excited, what challenges they're dealing with. Because I'm always looking. Well, who, do I know somebody who can help them? And and just by being of service to people, just by having a conversation, asking questions of people, and be genuinely interested in hearing what they have to share, and then even asking clarifying questions around that, uh, we get we get to you know. And I didn't realize this back then because I've always just been this way i'm just i'm talking with entrepreneurs but what i've come to realize is that when we are that way we give them a gift we give them a gift that is very rare which is the gift of feeling seen heard and understood and we don't have to worry about talking about ourselves because you know what nobody us and what we do or anything else anyways it's they until they know how much we care about them that until they have this experience of how we make them feel now they're like you know i want to talk with you more about what you do and so that's been a huge lesson uh another big lesson is appreciation and i'm gonna i i, I would just let you know that being genuinely appreciative of people will open almost any door you can possibly imagine just by being genuinely appreciative of other people that's that's definitely i mean the thing is uh people forget what exactly you did for them believe me i mean i've 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 had conversations with people that um i may have worked with 15 years ago 20 years ago they remember how i made them feel you know that's right. they you know right. i i i was at at a low in my point and at that time on my life nobody appreciated the work i did you were the only one that listened to me and gave me guidance, right? Mm -hmm. 
that it's it's the feeling it's not if i ask them like what exactly did i do for you i'm sure 100 they would not remember exactly what i did for them yes yeah. it's, it's how how they felt at that moment in time what how how they were what they were going through and and when you appeared what what did you uh, do for them you know like the the outcome of it not necessarily exactly what it, what it was you know yeah yeah so you you do this first connection right and and on stage yeah uh, there are some name drops and your your name was dropped between those two people and you start getting texts and messages and stuff like that right uh you say that oh this i could be doing this on a full time basis right yep when does it go from one time maybe it was a fluke maybe maybe it was a great idea to let me do the let me try to repeat this two or three times before it becomes a 40 hour work week yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so that's not I, overnight I, that's never overnight that decision is, know, is a journey I, you know you, you know you'd like to you, you it would be awesome if i said well i had that experience and then me and i'm like i want to do that and just figure out how to do it no it didn't happen that way and in fact i did i did not really start action until 2017 so it was like there was a like a good 5 6 year gap in there where i just i and and i will be completely uh candid here severe a lot of that was self induced uh because even though i had that great experience with perry and with brian and stuff uh you know there i the thought of having that as my business model and that be what i get compensated for that was i was like you know man there's nobody else that i know doing anything like that so who the heck do i think i am to start doing it? there's there's a whole lot of other people i know who i thought well joe polish is one of those guys i thought joe was a world class connector well by contrast to joe man i in my mind i didn't match up I thought Joe was like who the heck do I think I am then you know Joe's the guy and uh, you know heck Brian Kurtz is a brilliant connector and so all of this stuff uh combined with like you know just then then sometimes uh we we can be brutal to ourselves <laughs> uh we are our own worst critic I have definitely been guilty in the past of that uh and so that was a lot of it but uh, uh yeah there was there was definitely a delay in actually making that business happen. Fortunately, I had another business at the time that that was producing revenue, but it took some time for sure. It took some time for sure. Uh but I loved making connections for people. It just took some time to figure out the monetization piece and do it in a way that was in alignment with who I am. That didn't feel weird or clunky or whatever. uh that just was in alignment that like i feel good about they feel good about so that it's a win win for everybody yeah i mean figuring out the mechanism of of the or the framework of how it can work that's the technical part of it right yeah but yeah. but how much do you think it was it uh self doubt versus imposter sim- syndrome good question severe because um hmm i self doubt versus imposter syndrome because there is definitely uh, not so much now but in the past definitely imposter syndrome you know well because kind of alluded to talking about Joe Polish you know well, Joe Polish and he if i looked on the scale here's Joe and here's me way down here and yeah. so people um, will figure it out people will figure it out that i'm a i'm an imposter you know that's right yeah that's right and and that i don't have you know at many times well a lot of time well i mean you know i work with a lot of eight figure plus entrepreneurs that they're you know they're they're doing sizable revenue in this my business has so for me you know it it was like well they run businesses so much bigger than mine who do i think you know they they're, they're going to figure out they're like i'm not even in their in, in their ball league you know that i'm not even playing on the same game field as them uh and it took some time to work through that for sure 
but yeah so there was you know if i had to put a figure to it i would say a lot of what stopped me and, and slowed me down and slowed down progress it was 50 50. it was it was that imposter syndrome as well as that self-doubt just not having confidence in my own abilities if you say so when when did the confidence build after the second time third time fifth time when that you felt like oh you know what i, I can ride this bike this is pretty easy yes so uh as far as making the connections go i i it, that happened pretty quickly because i i was just naturally good at that and i loved doing that because quite honestly when i do that severe people like me and i and i like to be liked <laughs> by people you know and and i suppose in some ways it's it's uh, I, I i can i can flex a little bit because people are like you can connect me with so and so wow you know and i'm like yep i can do that <laughs> and and so there's some of that too um and and but now i think what i what i've come to to realize is that you know getting compensated for it that was the big thing and what i had a good friend of mine that was one single conversation at a hotel lobby bar in texas he 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 just asked me a question and it, i was like wow that's it right there and he's like kevin he's like what if he's like, are, are you cool if just with just saying hey if i connect you with so and so and it leads to revenue being produced would you be opposed to sharing some mutually agreed upon percentage of that with me and he was like can you ask people that would you would that is that okay with you how does that sit with you and i'm like yeah i could totally do that wow that's easy and mm -hmm. so uh i don't know how many times i have asked that question now and that was that happened in uh 2017. i don't know how so seven that's been a few years now. I don't know how many times I have asked that question of people and entrepreneurs since then. It's been a lot of times. And not once has anybody said, nah, I wouldn't be open to having that conversation, Kev. Everybody has said, yeah, I'm open to having that conversation with you and exploring that. Definitely. So you start 2017, 2018, 2019, right? And then the whole world decides to surprise us with a tiny little bug, right? Uh, the whole world goes into lockdown. Uh, every business, every guest that I've had, uh, they have talked about the pandemic and they've talked about how it affected them uh, personally and professionally and how it impacted their business. You know, uh, how, how did it impact this relationship business that I'm sure that, I don't know if you were whining and dining them or you, you were just talking on the phone or, webex or or zoom uh versus now it was completely virtual you couldn't meet in, in person anymore you cannot wine and dine so how how did it impact you so yeah in 2017 uh i started hosting these in-person events intimate events uh with a maximum of 15 entrepreneurs in fact i did the first two uh august of seven of 2017 and september of 2017 I hosted those two events uh, right here in my home, right on the other side of this wall here. And uh, I had 15 entrepreneurs fly to my home here in Seattle for those two events. And uh, from there, we went on to do a lot more events. So when the pandemic hit, uh, I was essentially, it, 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 you know, a big portion of my business was the event business. And uh, we had an event scheduled for March of 2020. <laughs> Perfect <happen>. timing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that event did not happen. I had to refund people's monies and all of that. And uh, and and we, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to my partner, Jules Duncan, because uh, she was the one that really kind of helped me see the path through that and and figure out next steps and we did we switched to virtual uh zoom became uh a really valuable tool in my world in march of 2020 and has been ever since 
uh, and and we completely switched to virtual and we created this community called Tribe for Leaders and grew that. And uh, and because of the pandemic, that grew very quickly, very quickly. And uh, and we were really able to, you know, so, so the pandemic, uh, on one hand, it shut us down in the live event side, but because of technology, we had another avenue. We just had to pivot a little bit and we had another avenue that we started a whole new revenue stream and of course now uh we're back to being able to do both and so it's it's but yeah there were there was definitely a pivot period because of the pandemic no doubt about it you know it's funny i come across so many businesses that were so completely in-person physical uh businesses before the pandemic and during the past two years they learned about this new channel completely it took them 20 years in my opinion but it, it but they pivoted to <laughs> to digital and mm -hmm. it and it opened up a completely a different avenue for their business and yeah. some of those businesses uh, that i come across they have not gone back even though uh, their the the um, pandemic rules of of you know meeting in person and stuff like that have been laxed now they said oh you know what i really like what's happening here uh, i'll give you an example uh therapists psychotherapists and therapists right Yep. They realize that rarely, like in a small segment of their patients, they need to meet with them in person. But majority of them, 95%, they could do it virtually. There is mm -hmm. no need for them. And they could move from one client to the next, back to back, like very quickly. Yeah. Right. There is no inefficiency of checking out and this and that and whatever. Um, payments, keeping appointments, a lot became a lot easier, you know, yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's just one example of, of a kind of a service type business, not just e-commerce. I mean, e-commerce skyrocketed during this this period, you know, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of companies that were not doing e-commerce actually helped uh, quite a few of them during this pandemic to actually turn them into an e-commerce uh, company. But I think in your case, coming back to uh, what you shared, I, I think one other fundamental change that happened in your business during the pandemic from what you just told me it's, it was no longer restricted to people, 15 people who could actually travel to your to your venue physically. I could be sitting in Singapore. I, I like your messages that you share on social media or LinkedIn or where, wherever I find you. And then I say, oh, you know what? I, I want to be part of this Try for Leaders. Uh, I could join you from Singapore as long as I have a credit card out and I can pay for it. I'm, right. I'm part of it, you know? That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true, and uh, uh, you know, I I I had used Zoom a bit before the pandemic, uh, but I have become intimately familiar with using Zoom since March of 2020, <laughs> and so and I don't know how many Zoom calls that I have been on, but uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Zoom calls over the last three years, and. Uh, and I'll tell you, and, and like you said, Sabir, I mean, we have members in our community that uh, I have one person who they used to do live events, big live events, like like stadium events with eight, nine, ten thousand people in attendance, and and uh, they had to pivot during because of the pandemic, and uh, as you mentioned, they have not gone back yes uh because it now and here's the thing they had to pivot very quickly as they they had to do this months because they had it coming up and they had to pivot very quickly uh but what they found out is that the costs associated with hosting it virtually is doing it in were dramatically reduced i mean like massively reduced and uh and then and and they, and they still did go all out on producing. I mean, they, they hired people and, and teams and all that, and they did produce an amazing event still. But uh, as of right now, they have not gone back to in-person yet because doing it the other way. And not only that, uh, they have increased the frequency at which they do these events because they're doing them virtually. So it's been a huge win all the way around. Like that's just one example, but there's lots of examples of of that where the, this uh, you know pivot 
because of the pandemic has worked out really well for the entrepreneurs that were able to do that and that chose to do that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there were some businesses that uh, still resisted. They're thinking that, oh, this is going to be like a common cold. It's going to go away. <laughs> it didn't. And it yeah. actually ended up hurting their business. They had to shut it down. You know, sure. there were a yeah. lot of businesses. It was like two extremes that I saw uh, yeah. first time in my career, like two very extremes on one side, thriving businesses that you would have thought that they would die uh, versus businesses that were thriving before the pandemic, but they didn't pivot and they died, you yeah. know, but they were not dying in any way. But that's unfortunate. Like, you know, adapting to change. Uh, and that was that, that was obviously a major change in our world, you know, adapting to it. I think that's the kind of the lesson that uh, the world kind of gave you another opportunity for you to figure out additional things to do with your business. E either you listened or you didn't listen, you know, right. and you ended up either hurting yourself or, you know, or, or thriving in it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll I'll share a little bit of kind of my journey and some some something there that when when I I've pivoted, I've been in business about thirty years. You know, okay. so every ten years, I can tell you I'm the dec decade man. That's what I want to call myself, decade man. Every decade, I have pivoted and I have reinvented myself. You know. And and when I All say right. that I don't, it's not going more niche and specialty. It's like completely changing industry. You know, like, like first ten years, computer scientist, programmer, hacker. The next ten years, a hybrid between uh, uh, web web developer and marketer. Then the following ten years, growth hacker and and marketing and a business guru. You know. So it's completely pivot in changing industries, completely not yeah. categories, but changing industries. But in each one of those things, I had to overcome different types of things about myself, right? Either some things were related to my personality and who I am, because we all have our, our glitches, right? That we have our own nuances, right? Um, some of it were personal some of it i needed to learn because i didn't know anything about marketing or or business or anything I, I i took two courses in accounting and economics that's it in in college that that's all i remember about business never took anything else formally so and, and also personally you know i was very aggressive when i was a developer versus marketing you have to be more thoughtful and empathetic and stuff like that so that's on the personality side of the equation in your case like meeting people and connecting them that's that's a i know you're natural at it i'm sure that there are some pain points in that some people are not great at you know presenting themselves i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the other party you know to to introduce them to xyz and they go off on you but what are some of the kind of the lessons that you learned learned professionally and personally about yourself as as you had to overcome over time in order to in order to become really good at what you do with strategic partnerships yeah so you know my my pivot from you know running the business i used to run which is a training that we did extremely well with uh and, and in that company uh you know we 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 essentially taught marketing uh good marketing strategies to up-and-coming entrepreneurs and uh and because i had been an entrepreneur who had been learning good marketing for a long time, I was really comfortable doing that because I, I just felt like for most of the people that we served, I knew a whole lot more about marketing than they did. And so it was really easy for me to hold that role. And with the, with the Tribe for Leaders that we started three years ago, um, that was not so easy for me because I looked at many of the people that we now serve uh, that, that they have these businesses much larger than I've ever ran, that they have a uh, business that have produced far more revenue than I ever had. Uh, I would put them on a pedestal kind of. And in fact, I even remember having a conversation with Jules at one point around a particular individual and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I said, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we could really serve him or if we'd really be valuable to this person because, you know, he, 
he already had that other business and he sold it and now he's got this new thing and he's he's already really well connected jules i just just don't i just i don't i just don't know that we give service to him and comment to me was like well she's sounds like you already made up his mind for him <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> i was like point taken i said i will at least have a conversation with him and so we had that conversation and then here's the thing i've known this gentleman for a while i've known him for like five or six years and but when i had that conversation i said hey you know me and joseph i just wanted to run something by you at what we're doing and 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 i you know if, see if you think it, this might be beneficial for you and so i walked him through it he asked a few questions and i answered them and and he's like wow kev that sounds really great yeah i'd love to be a part of that and i was like <laughs> yeah i almost like dude i was like <laughs> i was like well okay then <laughs> i'll get y'all set up and and so on one hand i'm like wow look who just joined our community and on the other hand it was kind of like severe i was like oh shoot i hope this is valuable for him i hope we can deliver for him and and so that was me kind of lacking confidence in my abilities in my gifts and what's been cool about this is now that we've been serving this gentleman and a lot of other people uh and and i have had the opportunity to listen in as he shares you know and, and no doubt about it, he is absolutely brilliant at what he does he's world class at what he does but at any given point in time he has very real just like everybody does he has very real challenges and problems that he's dealing with and for solutions for he's got opportunities that he wants to take advantage of that he doesn't have all the clarity that he needs and and what i have really come to discover is that no matter how successful somebody is no matter how big of a business they have no matter how you know uh, great things look from the outside looking in like wow sure must be awesome to be them because they got all their stuff together no they don't they don't have all their stuff together and when we just come from a place of service which is exactly how i reached out to him and exactly why he responded and said yeah you know okay man i mean we know each other and this sounds great and like let me give him a shot and like now three years later he's still in the program in fact just had a conversation with him yesterday and um it, I think the a big piece of this is just really coming to realize that we're all just people in this world trying to figure things out. We're doing the best we have, and uh, and just being of service is, is uh, has been an extremely rewarding and humbling experience as well. You, you know, while you were telling me that, uh, one thing that kept on going in my head, uh, two two things, right? Uh, the number one advice Warren Buffett gives, right, is to read. And he reads a ton. And he's one of the smartest people in, like, in the world of investing and stuff like that. He reads all the time. I don't think at even, I don't, I don't know how old he is, 85, 87, something like that. He's it's, it's very old, right? Um, but the thing is, even now at, this, uh, at the age of 80 plus, he's not given up reading and learning. So no. to... That, you know, people should not make the assumption that if somebody has attained a certain goal in their life or a milestone, like they're a trillionaire, doesn't mean that they don't have the craving to learn. <laughs> you know, if if the ones that believe that they know everything are the ones that go bankrupt very quickly. You know, that's right. The ones yeah. that are that know what they know and they know what they don't know, and continue learning, continue learning. I mean. Uh, I've been in, in this field for uh, three decades now. Even now, like I, I talk to very junior people, very senior people. The, the thing is, I keep a very open mind and, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I've, I've, I've given lectures at colleges and universities and a student raises their hand and asks me a question. I'm going like, wow, that's, that was a really good question. You know, I, yeah. you know, not necessarily. I mean, they were looking for me to give the answer, but the question itself was a worthwhile question. Yeah. Uh, and even if you look at another gentleman who was much younger than Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, he had to teach himself a lot of things about the auto industry and electrical electric vehicles. He had made uh, only a rocket ship as a as a young nerd, you know, but, but the thing is, over over time, he just kept on learning and kept on learning. And he's just a sponge and continues learning 
and, and doesn't make any assumptions and he just rebuilds everything from the ground up. Uh, yeah. Somebody I worked with and I respect a lot, Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of people know him, Gary mm -hmm. V. He had no business being in digital agency business, social agency business, right? And he did not bring any of those baggages with him either, right? <laughs> like, you know, you know, if you are in the in agency business, you have certain assumptions of how agency should work, right? Sure. In his case, he had zero knowledge. He said, oh, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And, and it has to work for him. So I, I think in that example you just gave, it's just there's a lesson there like, it doesn't matter how smart the person is. The, the smartest person will actually raise their hand and say, I have a problem. They may have a domain knowledge about certain things. In, in this gentleman's case, he, he was a very successful entrepreneur. So he said, oh, hands off. He, he already knows what he needs to do. But the thing is, I, I'm sure that in his case, he was thinking like, oh, my God, the last thing I did was so overwhelming. I want to learn more so I can put a framework together or I want to know the process better. I want to know. Uh, is it better for me to have this part, these kind of partnerships that will make my life easier for the second go around? Let me try this again, you know, right, but I'm going to do it this time in a different way. And since he stuck around for three years is a testament to your framework that your program works. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I know, you know, that gentleman in particular, he is uh, he's he's working on a project right now that he is so passionate about, but yet. Like you mentioned, Gary Vee, he's got no previous experience in this at all, but he's just excited to do it. And so he is wanting to connect with anybody who can shed light, offer insight, feedback, what have you, to help him move forward in this direction that he's wanting to go now. And so, and, and you're right, you know, the, uh, like I said, we're, we're all doing the best we can with what we have and that it, it it doesn't matter whether it's that entrepreneur just starting out in business or whether it's a seasoned well-established entrepreneur who has a lot of years and experience under their belt you know like you mentioned uh they're, they're still trying to just figure out what's next and what you know what where to from here and none of us have it all figured out i mean some of us like might try to act like we do but we don't we don't got it all figured out. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are some professionals too that they think that they could provide the solution, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. talking about certain service providers uh, and they have not run a business ever in their life. You know, they just yeah. know how to service a client. That's it, you know, but but they don't have that, those deep scars to actually uh, say that, oh, no, don't do that. Do this. Even if it means they're getting less fees or something like that, you know? But because it's the right decision to do for that for that business specifically, you know, yeah. or for yeah. that individual. Uh, yeah. One one uh, that actually uh, popped a question in my head when you you know, you, you, there is person A and person B, right? You're trying to connect them. You need to have a very high level of trust uh, in your network in order for people to trust you that, oh, if Kevin is, you know, do you want to hear that statement? If Kevin is connecting me to this person, it's going to be worthwhile. Uh, how long did it take to build that trust? And, and why, why, do, why should people trust you that you're making the right connections for them? Yeah. And so, uh, and I'll t also tell you, there's, I, I will preface this by uh, letting you know, there have been people that have got into my world where I thought I had that, that trust with them, where they later, re, you know, and, and that's a whole nother story right there. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I've had to deal with that. And that carried, I, I put a lot of weight on my shoulders uh, when, when that happened because I felt personally responsible, you know. But, uh, you know, what? I, no, no, I Kevin, Kevin, before you proceed, I think it has to do with managing expectation. And some of it, that managing expectation is not you. That's right. They had certain expectations in their head. They played the movie in their head and it, it was a different trailer. Yeah. When you produced the video, the, the movie, it was a completely a different movie. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, not not the trailer they were playing in their heads, but they never shared with you. My guess, you know, that's typically in, in my world, you know, uh, yeah. but go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. I'll tell you, and, and you're right, you know, I, I do get people reaching out. I mean, you know, just recently, I, I mean, nice enough guy. I didn't know him well. But he had a friend who was doing this thing 
and he sent me information. It was an event, and he was like, Kevin, I know you know a lot of people that might be interested in something like this. Would you be willing to promote it? And 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 we would be willing to give you uh, a lot, you know, a big chunk of the revenue for doing that. And and but here's the thing, I, I can't do stuff like that. Uh, even in, in the event, there didn't look like there was, I mean, looked like it could have been a good event. Uh, and if my own schedule wasn't wasn't booked at that time, I would have probably gone to, to the event myself to just to check it out because it looked good. But the thing was, is I did not know the person who was wanting me to, who shared it with me, I didn't know them that well. And the person hosting the event, I did not know at all. And so for for that reason, I just had to politely let them know, look, you know, I, I, I cannot do this for people that I don't have a relationship and feel that I have enough of a relationship that I can endorse them. So like when I talked about, you know, Brian Kurtz and Perry Marshall and Perry or, and Brian tell me we're trying to figure out the Google AdWords thing. Well, I mean, I didn't even have to think twice. You know, I've known Perry for a long time. Uh, Perry knows the Google AdWords platform. I've worked with Perry in that regard. I've referred him to other people. And so I knew that I, I didn't have any problem. And I didn't even think twice about, you need to talk to Perry. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and so, you know, and that's for me what the way it needs to be. I need to have, and I, and I don't know that there's a specific amount of time. Uh, what I do know is that uh, the speed of trust is dramatically increased i mean meaning it, it happens way faster when somebody comes through a, a connection through somebody that i already have a relationship with uh i can I, I can meet somebody new that if they were referred to me by somebody who i already know like and trust we can hit it off like so fast and because that trust there's there, there's that conduit of trust which is the middle person that they and I both know. And so it, it, it speeds up that trust building process like so fast. And, uh, and, and like, you know, versus going to an event or taking part in something else, meeting people on your own, that there is no previous relationship, necessarily have any mutual friends or anything like that. And so I don't know the, I, 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 there is, in my mind, there is no like, okay, I need to have a relationship with somebody for a year or two years or three years. Uh, I just, I just want to have experience with them that, you know, if I refer them to somebody else and then they, that person comes back to me and said, man, Kev, that was awesome. You know, and Brian coming back to me, yep, Perry, man, you weren't kidding, Kev. Perry was the guy. <laughs> that was the guy we needed to talk to. And when I get that kind of feedback, you know, uh, I get to be I, I get to be the hero and also confirms that, okay, we're gonna keep on referring Perry when the timing is is right for that too and stuff. And so it's not necessarily a, for me a a length of time. It's uh, it's more in how they show up and and the the trust that I feel I have in them. And and like I alluded to, um uh there have been people and instances in my life where uh i felt trust was there and they later revealed that it wasn't too and that 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 can get painful at times <laughs> so. you know some people some people are even with like relationships they are very transactional right yes you did yeah. do this for me al will do that for you or i'll pay you i'll give you a 15 percent commission very transactional right yeah. And and some and those specific people, I mean, they are successful too, but they're transactional. It's it's like short lived. You figure it out. If you're not into transaction business, right? You're not a cash register, right? You you're looking for a relationship over a long period of time because you want them to also deliver value to the network, right? Not just yeah. extract yeah. value from the network. Uh, then you know they they lose out in 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 the bigger scheme of things. You know they just they miss out completely. You know, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, people so from, who have for your business, Kevin, uh, yeah, oh, sorry no, about ahead. that. Go ahead. We had a little bit of a lag. Go ahead. Um, yeah, people with, you know, that, that, that is for me personally, that doesn't resonate. There's a lot of people who, you know, who are, are like-minded that, uh, 
but for me, I'm 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 more of a relational. You know, you talk about relationships uh, and how we can make a better impact in this world. You know, that's the kind of messaging that totally resonates with me. And uh, and so you know, there's there is that different messaging that, that and, and you just kind of know who you're talking to and what kind of messaging resonates with them, and you're going to attract like-minded people. Definitely. Now, uh, I mean, um, I, for every part of my journey, I can always point to the high point, right? And I can, I can point to also my darkest hour, you know? It goes, uh, as an entrepreneur, you have your peaks and valleys. And, you know, you, you, you enjoy your peaks, but you also learn a ton, uh, a ton from your, from your valleys also, you know, the, your darkest hour. Uh, given your journey, what what, uh, what were some of the things that you learned, or even even what you learned from from the uh, the the people you introduce, or what their challenges are in their journeys? What, what have you seen a common thread related to the darkest hour in their lives as an entrepreneur? I don't, you know, every we all have these doors, no doubt about it. Um, I've certainly had them. Uh, I talk with a launch, lot of entrepreneurs will share with me theirs. Uh, and, and what I can tell you, as far as the common thread, is that being able to feel like it's okay to talk about the things that are most important to you. Uh, and and without having any kind of fear of judgment or like, oh, my God, what would they say if they knew that about me? What would they if they knew that I was dealing with that? What would they think if they knew that I didn't always stuff together? And I didn't know all of it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the fact that none of us do, none of us know everything our stuff together we have at any given time like i said very real problems and challenges that we're dealing with. uh it 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 didn't feel comfortable to openly share about you know some of the most pressing problems that i had it just didn't seem like the right environment to do that and so i have always tried to curate the right environment so that other people have that space and that ability to be able to share about what's most important to them uh because like i said you know we, we do all have dark hours i mean I, I i remember one of my dark hours well when i started hosting the live events and from those i started offering being a connector for people but without realizing it i put myself in a situation that you know over the next couple of years 35 years 35 people had invested $25,000 for me providing that service. But the way that I was doing it, it just got to the point where like, I cannot do this anymore. And it, it it got ugly. It got ugly. And I didn't know what to do. All I knew is I didn't want to bring on any more clients. I didn't want to keep it going that way. But I didn't know what to do about it. And, and a friend of mine really helped me out with that and helped me. And, and, and she was like, you know, Kevin, you're just out of alignment with who you are. You get in alignment with who you are and how you want to show up and things will start flowing. It'll be more profitable. It'll be more enjoyable. And and, and, and people are just going to be attracted to you when you do that. But uh, when we're out of alignment, man, that's, that's when stuff can really get dark for us. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in one of the episodes uh, this season, I, I, um, uh, talking about alignment uh, I, or misalignment, uh, I, I used a, a really bad uh, analogy. It's, uh, it was meaning yeah, I, I meant to use it, you know, because it, it's, uh, it's a very stupid analogy. Uh, it's like misalignment is like being a vegan butcher. You cannot <laughs> be a vegan butcher. You can't. No. You know? no. No. So if, no. if there is anything, whether, you know, you're providing a service that you you are not thinking about how you want to scale it or de still deliver a high value, right? Or you're not that person. You should not be doing it, you know? 
and and when there is a misalignment then then that leads to aggravation mistrust any of those kinds of things that um that i mean even when when we are talking about like um uh your employees right if if you have employees and the person um is doing something that they hate right they don't they don't want to be doing it but they're doing it because it gives them a paycheck and it pays the mortgage yeah. that person is not happy there you're not going to get the most out of out of that person you nope. know period that's just an example but also there are entrepreneurs that get into certain types of businesses that they are no in no business to be in in that business at all they should mm -hmm. not be in that business so if there's a misalignment i think emotionally and mentally it actually hurts you in in, in the long run right in the short run you're getting aggravated you're angry at everybody you know and stuff like that versus you know, uh, in the long run, it, it then it becomes part of your skin, and and yeah. it actually ruins you in in the, in, in, a, in a long run, like mental health and stuff like that too. Yeah. Now, now, if you if you look at Try for Leaders and and all the members you have, I'm sure that there are certain um, you know uh, folks that are perfect fit for Try for Leaders versus people who are not. Uh, and we are talking about strategic partnerships here, right? And and making connections. Uh, which, what types of people are? I mean, one we ruled out, right? If you're transactional, don't bother, right? Yep. You can do it on your own. Go go on LinkedIn or spam somebody with an email. But if if you if it's a what does that right fit look like, or what is not a good fit uh, for uh, you know for for like strategic partnerships and what types of strategic partnerships make sense from your perspective so right fit for me helping somebody and for doing strategic partnerships um you know you you, re, you for starters you, you obviously you need to have an offer that is already converted because for, for me on my perspective i just i i simply don't have the time or with to help people with a and you know what you wouldn't want me trying to get your offer to convert. That's not my expertise. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, for me, in order for me to make, you know, uh, connections that are valuable for people, you know, there, there needs to be an offer. You need to have an offer that's already converting. Uh, you also need to be somebody who, like you said, is not transactional, but you are somebody who understands the, the value of relationships and understands the value of treating other people well, of, of delivering on your promises. Uh, you need to have a track record of getting results for your clients is another big thing. Uh, you need to have, uh, you, you need to be somebody who is about contribution first. Uh, I am, you know, when, when, you, when you get a community together where everybody is about contribution and giving first, gets to be on the receiving end as well if anything uh what I, I have found is that the entrepreneurs i tend to attract they're great at giving they love giving and if anything they can they can use some exercise in in expanding their receiving muscle and up to more receiving from others uh and uh so you know those are some of the things there uh but um you know when you have those kind of qualities and you can just show up and be yourself there, there there's not you, you don't have to do a big sales pitch or anything like that you're just having a conversation with somebody and finding out can i help you and if there is alignment there it's going to happen it's going to happen and the right people are going to say yes to what you have to offer because they see the value and the benefit of it for themselves Definitely. Now, you also, just like this show, you have your show, the Million Dollar Relationships, and it's a podcast. By the way, with this week with Sabir, I've learned plenty. <laughs> I can tell you from the fifth, now it's like 55 plus episodes. Mm -hmm. I've learned plenty from phenomenal people like you and, and that, that are incredible wealth of knowledge and uh, yeah, treasure trove of knowledge, you know, in, in their respective areas. What's the what's the biggest lessons you have learned uh, by, you know, from from doing that from doing that uh, podcast? I'll tell you, you know, so that that has been, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one. I mean, that has been hands down the most uh, amazing experience I've had is running this mother relationships podcast. Uh, 
uh, uh, it, it has allowed me to have conversations with entrepreneurs focused around a specific question, which allows them to show up and share a side of themselves that most people never get to see because they've never been asked this question before. It's a, and it's around relationships, their most valuable relationship. Uh, and so some of the discoveries that have come to this from this is that for, for some entrepreneurs I've interviewed, uh, it has been a really emotional experience as they honor this individual who has had such a profound impact on their own life. Uh, and as a result, they're like, man, I can't wait to share this with the with, with people in my life and the person that I just talked about, as well as other people, because I want to honor this person. Uh, another gentleman pointed out, uh, he's like, he's like, Kevin, he's like, I listened to a couple of your podcasts before the interview because I just want to get a feel for what you're doing. And, and he's like, and it, and it really got me thinking, Kevin, man, for a guy like you, what an awesome tool this podcast is. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's like, when you're making connection, you've now got all these interviews done. They're like 20 or 30 minutes. You can like, like you're wanting to connect somebody. You can just say, hey, I want to connect you with someone. So why don't you go check out this interview that I did with them. And if you like the way that they show up and who they're all about, and and like, you know, I want to connect you and here's the reason why, let me know and I'll, and I'll get you guys connected. And I was like, you know what? I never even thought about that <laughs> that's a good that's idea <laughs> and, and he's like yeah kev anybody you're making connections for you should require that they do this interview with you and i'm like good point and so my my guest like you Samir, i have learned so much from the people that i've interviewed and pointing out stuff like oh i never that's thought phenomenal. about that at all but hey good man <laughs> so, so thank me for that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that uh, you learn when you do uh, shows like this, you learn about yourself and you learn about and and sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. Somebody else has to come in and say, oh, th this is incredible. Why don't you do X, Y, Z? Go like, oh, that's a good idea. I never yeah. thought of it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. the thing is, you're so immersed in the business of doing the podcast and generating the podcast and producing it and all that stuff. You're in the business of it, right? Uh, yeah. you're, you're not like looking from the outside in. Somebody with a critical eye or or thought yeah. can say, "Oh, Kevin, go and do this. This is great. That that's a great idea." Because yeah. that now the, that video interview is the connector for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and and what was interesting that gentleman uh, after we after we did the podcast interview, he shared with me some of the stuff that he was working on, and I was like you know what, I know just the person that can help you with that. They were actually, they were actually getting ready to go into to another round of funding. And I was like, I know just the guy to talk with. I'm going to shoot him for interview and, and, and see if he'd like to get connected. He watched the interview and he did want to connect. So those two guys had a conversation because of that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I am really grateful for the people that show up that way for me and just point things out that like, like you said, with, I didn't even notice that, but thank you. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds great. Well, well, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your, your journey and all of this wisdom. I, I, it's my requirement to ask every one of my guests, what is your number one hundred thousand dollar expert insight into strategic partnerships and making connections? I'll tell you, so here's the thing, and, and I alluded to it before, but I'm going to give everybody a, a really simple exercise to do because the big thing that I've discovered is this thing called active genuine appreciation. And I reach out to people on a daily basis and just let people know something, one thing that I genuinely appreciate about them. And I, I use, you know, uh, text messaging. I use Facebook messaging, you know, what, whatever platform. And a lot of times I'll do, I'll, I'll do it in a recorded message so that they can hear my voice and the, in the influx of my tone and all that stuff. Um, but I'll tell you, every one of us have a phone with contacts in our phone. And what I want to challenge your listeners to do is, Go through your contacts and do this in a 24-hour period. Send 10 messages. It can be text messages, what have you, but send messages to 10 people in your life. It can be friends. It can be family. It can be business associates. And in that message, 
let each of those individuals know one thing that you genuinely appreciate about them. And don't ask for anything in return. Don't even ask for a response in return. Just send out some love. And if you will do that with 10 people in a 24-hour period, that's enough that you will get to feel this. You will get to have this experience. You will get to see responses that come. Experience is different, for, but there's not been one person that I've ever suggested this to that did it, that didn't come back and say, Kevin, that proved the point. I am going to make this something that I do on a regular basis, because I will tell you, no matter how successful somebody is, no matter how big of a business they run, no, nobody on the face of this earth gets too much appreciation. And appreciation will unlock amazing doors in your life and in your business. I think that's an incredible insight. I mean, I'm going to definitely put it on my to-do list. I'm going to try it. Sure. Uh, I, I like, I'm a scientist, so I, I, I like experimentation. So I'm going to experiment for the next eight weeks yeah. and then see what, what I get out of it. I, I'm sure that it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you sharing your journey with us and, and with, with my audience and, and everybody else. Thank you to the audience uh, that tuned in live. Um, there were some questions that we didn't get to because we got so immersed in, in, the, in the journey. Uh, but definitely when we post this, we will, we will respond to some of the questions and, uh, and if you're check, checking this out, uh, on a recording, uh, thank you for viewing it and, uh, check out any of the, any shows that you have missed on your popular platform. You can just go to, uh, you can just follow this link. Uh, if you missed any episodes, we have had 55 incredible episodes of this show, Kevin, thank you very much. My pleasure, Saber.